0: Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to
1: interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we're talking about our 10 principles of styling. I'm so excited.
0: I always say that like that last layer is everything. And we do everything from like plan conception, all the way down to the last bit of styling. And there's even though it's all important, it's all critical to a beautiful space. Like this is like, like the cherry on top. Like it is, it is like, it's anyway, it's everything. It's the soul of the house. So I'm jazzed to talk about this. I think we get, I think this is one of those things that people either have it or you don't like, it's really hard to just like own your own styling, you know? So you find inspiration, but um, I think we get a lot of questions on styling in general, just like, how do you do it? How does one learn how to style? it's not something they teach you in school
2: at all I also think it separates like the good from the great like designers in my opinion Mm -hmm. when I'm seeing things on Instagram I'm like that's designed well maybe not styled the best though and Mm -hmm. um you know things that I've uh photos and spaces that I've seen like you guys do and other people at Alice Lane and and you know, some other people on in Instagram, I'm like, wow, that really takes it to like the next level mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion. Like it felt, it feels like thoughtful and I don't know, just warmer. It, it Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, uh,
1: I agree with you that it is a feeling mm-hmm. because I'll walk into certain showrooms at market and I'm like, <gasps> I can tell around Fiori styled this space mm-hmm. and it's just got this effortless cool thing. And lately, um, all of the, like our publishing editors been saying to us, okay, when you style this, it's probably going to go in Elle Decor Spain, or it's going to go in, um, you know, this magazine in the UK or maybe it's house beautiful in the U S she'll say, make sure it's not too glam. Magazines do not want glam. And to me, glam means it's, um, over styled mm-hmm. over polished, really sparkly. Um, I don't know. The gallery and it's just, it's too perfect. Gallery, and I, and yeah. I think that
0: there's this effortlessness, like you talked about Ron Fiori and how effortless his styling is. Yeah, it's just and just, it just feels like it's like, it's been lived in. It's that cup has been set it's down believable. there. That book has been read. Yeah. And you're not putting anything on top of it cause you want to open it again. Totally. You know? So it's, it's just, it's livable. It's yeah, relaxed. And I sure. think that is where, what people want. And it's, I would hope that, I mean, it's, It's, I was going to say, when you're styling a house, like for a photo shoot, it's a little hard to do. (laughs) It's harder to do to make it look so effortless. So it is an art is absolute art. And you play with it and you tinker with it um, to make it look like you didn't try it at all.
1: Yep. You know? Yeah. And sometimes when we're, when we're done with a shelf or a surface where we look back at it and we might even take something away because it just looks too contrived and yeah. we want it to look more effortless and believable. Yeah. So then we'll, or we'll knock something off kilter a little and take something away. We're like, actually, that's it. Yeah. That's so, so. cool. Chanel of us too. Just like, take one thing away.
0: Yeah. Not what she always said. Like you get ready and then take one thing away and yeah. you're good. You yeah. Know?
1: Totally. So I, I love them. it. Awesome. Well, I'm Jess Bennett. Um, and we've got Sue Hall with us on drums. Yep. And we got Corey bass on Corey, Corey plays on bass. Corey plays on bass fun base, that yeah. it yeah. rhymes. Yeah. He guys he really does play the bass guitar.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we do in shows. Corey plays on bass. Yeah, exactly. So Gosh. I don't know. It's always a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> the people love it. <laughs>
1: Suzanne doesn't really play the drums. I don't.
2: Not at all. No,
0: I, I, I play like my steering wheel. Sometimes I'll do the yeah. drum there. We we that's it. the yeah. extent of my yeah. drumming. So. The
1: good news is you've got rhythm if you can do that. Thanks, girl. Right? Yeah. Jess knows how to clog. She's I'm the a, backup clogger. Uh, yeah. I'm a grand championship clogger. <laughs> you bet you. And she's Miss Sevier County. If you didn't know. I can clog to just about anything. On beat, off beat, whatever uh, you need. Okay. I yeah. can slip into tap. I can go back to clogging. <laughs> Isn't that the most fun party trick? <laughs> Raise your hand if you knew that
2: about Jess Bennett. I heard that. I was like, that's so rough. How often do you do that? Like just, out of
1: curiosity. Just while the microwave's running.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's more than a minute, then I probably stop because I can't believe how much effort it takes.
0: I can imagine. It's like a full body
1: experience. It's high
0: fitness.
1: (laughs) It is. Uh You know, you take it for granted when you're young and you have all this energy. Uh You can do anything, you know, and then you, and then like, you know, microwave starts going, you're like, oh, I'm just going to break out that really hard step I used to do. (laughs) And I'm like, dang it, I can't find that double, double rhythm. I can't. And so then I'll be like trying to work on it again. I'm like, I need my shoes on. <laughs> You're like, Adam, hit the um, beat. Like, <laughs> I can't put my shoes on because uh, I have hardwood floors and the whole fa- uh, family would be like, why is the house
2: shaking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enough about clogging. Let's talk about styling. Yes. Um, anyway, I think styling is um, such a, such this elusive white tiger in the air. Like yeah. you can't quite it's hard to talk about. It's, yeah. we're going to do our very best to break it down into our 10 principles of styling. But one thing that I wanted to say here too, is it's not taught in school. No. Suzanne, you have a four-year, four-year degree in interior design. You guys never talk about styling. No, you don't really talk about the last layer. And yeah.
0: And a lot of people, I think, assume it to be a decorator's job, but that's... If you're good, we always say this, if you're good, you're good at both. You're a good designer at the technicalities, but you're also a good decorator and like finishing that last layer and creating a feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's something you do not learn in school. And when I got the opportunity to work with Jess, like in the store, it was 08. I was working for a design firm and like, that was something that I really wanted to like hone and polish. I was good. I think naturally like you, you have it. Some people just have it. Right. Yeah. I think I was good, but I think that that made me great. Mm-hmm. Is just the ability that Jess and I had to just practice in the store as we like, yeah. it was just us. Like we would just like rearrange sofas and we'd style things. And anyway, we just got used to working with objects mm-hmm. and making a believable story. Yeah, And that's, I think that that's what makes, like Corey said, it's what is the difference between for sure a house and a home, a parade house, whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. Like it's pretty bare, um, bare bones. But like when you go into a home and, and, I want you guys to think about this too, as we talk about this, think about spaces and homes that you've gone in where you felt something, whether it be on your travels, museums, you know, old estates, a best friend's house. You know, you have people in your life where you felt something. That comes down to the things that like the objects, the storytelling, the art, all those things like paint such a critical role in the feeling of your home. And that's like what we're going to try and, dissect a little bit for you today to help you get that. And to be more curious about yourself and what you should be styling with. Cause it's definitely not, I don't want anybody to go to a showroom and be like, that all looks great. I'm going to take that whole storyboard mm-hmm. and put it on my table escape, you know, unless you have an emotional reaction. Cool. But anyway, just be curious about yourself and you know,
1: I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. I think styling is equal parts. Um, you know, obviously pulling the things you love together on a shelf or really any surface, the surfaces are what you style. Even the mm-hmm. surface of a bed requires styling with, you know, making of the bed, the, mm-hmm. the way that you pull that duvet on, the way you fold it, the way you put the throw or tuck it in, or maybe everything's tight and folded. Maybe things are more loose. It just depends on the look. And we usually know that about our client going into it, about her personality and the exactness that she requires, or mm-hmm. I'm saying she. Um, oftentimes, you know, if they, them, her, him, yes, any of them. Yeah, 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 for sure. So anyway, I think, I think it's equal parts of that and it's equal parts like standing back and staring at it with your arms crossed and your head cocked to one side and you just sort of sit and stare at it for a minute <laughs> yeah. and walk around it and really like take it in. And then you just kind of, I don't and know, sometimes you have to leave for a second and
0: yeah. then kind of walk back into the
1: room and be like. That's right. But it needs, it's, it needs something soft. It's not for the efficient or, person that wants to try and bang out a hundred things in that day. It's, it really is an art form and it's like doing a painting, right? Where you're yeah, totally. like, some brush strokes are meant to be dominant. Some are recessive. Some you really call some out. Some are more quiet. Some are more contrasting. Some right. are more, yeah. And and how like an artist would stand back and sort of stare at it. I think styling is sort of the same. It's very much an art. Yeah. Yep. So, um I have a quote from Iris Apple. She says, "These are the things I love, things I've worn. I get more compliments on accessories than anything else. I think they are kind of like the herbs and spices. They give zest and zing to any outfit." We think of this like the room. The the styling is like the herbs and spices of mm-hmm. of, you know, any any meal. And that they're going to, it's going to be the thing that really makes that room sing. Mm-hmm. It's like when you sit down um, on your sofa and you've got a coffee table in front of you and you know how that's stress is the thing that you kind of look at, you know, or the side table. And it, it really is just, it's so imperative to, to dial in those details because they're the things that people comment on or the thing that they know what makes you tick, mm-hmm. right? It makes the house really personal. It makes it warm to have your belongings and your travels and the books that you love. And it brings that to life and people know that you love.
0: I don't know. Just like, we'll talk about the senses and stuff. But even while I was like imagining myself, like sitting on my sofa, looking at my coffee table and all the things that are surrounding, like, I think my brain like kind of depends on the flicker of a candle mm-hmm. and like knowing that smell, you know, like before I retire for the night, like when I get home from work, I light a candle. Cause I'm like, this is my time at home. Mm-hmm. I want to experience this. And so even like those things, like there's emotion. Yeah. Other than just even like your family moving around and about the house, there's these like little things within your styling that should be moving,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. So did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us. When we started sleeping on cozy earth, you can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so Addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care, your sleep health, if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code Dear alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Good. All right, should we get into it? Principle number 1 is edit. Okay. Okay.
0: So if you are looking at your home, looking at your bookshelves, looking at your coffee table, like just just talked about all these things, um, what we want you to do is take everything off. <laughs> take If you're about to like go into this adventure of styling, right. And do one thing at a time, let's say your bookshelves, or whatever, take everything out. I think, I think that that's the best way. That's the way we start. Even when we go into a client's, when we go into a client's home and they have a bookshelf or they have a, you know, a storage room full of things like mm-hmm. we have, we don't have anything on the shelves yet. Yeah. And then we, we start from there, but you kind of have to like, just peel all the pickles and onions off the sandwich mm-hmm. and then try and rebuild.
1: Totally. Right? I've been with Sue before when we style and she's like, okay, let's empty it all off. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep this. So in this empty it all off. Okay. Let's empty it all off. So we legitimately do. It's also a good excuse to wipe down all of the shelves mm-hmm. so that when you're styling, you're styling on a clean shelf and you know that it's been dusted underneath. I remember my job growing up was dusting the furniture. Oh, my sister's job was to so do the bathrooms. Cute. And to this day, I don't even I st- think that, that was a chore. Our furniture was probably so dusty. I still <laughs> st- um. I still, see bathrooms that I'm like, ooh, that's Colleen's job. And I'm like a grown up 40, 40 something year old woman. That is funny. I know. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. And so today Adam cleans the bathrooms because it's not my job. My job is to dust and style. Yeah.
2: You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> since I was a little kid, that's my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I loved it because then um, like my styling started at a really early age it's probably 8 when i had when i started doing chores my mom could really depend on me did your
2: mom like see that in you, and that's why she gave that? No, huh?
1: Just random. Richie did the garbages. She would draw all Richie? the, <laughs> she would draw all the garbages. She put an initial on all of them, and so he could cross them off. Like this one was the kitchen, It had a K on it. This Ooh. one's the bathroom. It's like you know the hall bath, and then mom's mom and dad's bath. Anyway, so Richie would have to cross them off. He was probably more like six or seven or something, and then I'm you know two years older. So I'm eight. I'm doing the dusting. I had to dust every surface in the whole house. And then Colleen would do all the bathrooms. And what then an army she had. That's amazing. And it's then serious. she probably did the vacuuming. I don't know, because I had to do the same thing every Saturday. Those were our Saturday chores. So I would did go Did you have in. the same playlist on every Saturday? No, we didn't have playlists. And were just yeah. like I, I would just do it quietly.
0: Okay. My mom <sighs> always had like when head. we do it, she'd turn on music and I'm like, okay.
1: Get in my groove. That's a much better idea for all the mothers with chore lists out there. So playlist. So yeah, so I would just dust like in our one room, we had like a music room that had built-in shelves that went all the way up to the ceiling. And by then, back then it was probably like eight foot ceilings. So it wasn't as big of a deal as some of the homes today, but anyway, I'd dust the whole top of the piano and the whole thing. And I'd even dust all the keys off and then I'd restyle the top of the piano and then I'd dust all the bookshelves and, um, restyle those. And then all the end tables, all the cocktail tables, all of it. Sometimes on special days, she'd have us, um, like wet down a hot, hot rag And do all the baseboards in the home. But usually I was always dusting furniture. Can't wait to delegate to my young children. I know. It's the best. (laughs) You're
2: going to have that army pretty soon. I'm so excited. It's going to
1: be so much easier for you, Sue. I know. Yeah. But But. to Sue's point of taking everything off, I think, you know, if I were doing a great job dusting, I would take everything off and then put everything back. And then, yeah, we start with kind of the big things, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Any large like
0: objects, also like larger books, you know, if it's a bookshelf we, do, we use books like we you know either anchored it with like really interesting books that like pertain to the client art travel whatever it is we bring those in and kind of figure out like where those go um in addition to like any like larger pieces of sculpture pottery you know any of their larger collections or things that we're bringing in
2: mm-hmm.
0: we pull those in and and kind of get those those larger gestures in first before we start to add any of the smallers yeah smallers
1: Um, Yeah. So we edit everything off. And then one of the other tricks is that um, when we're trying to put things together that are going to go on the shelf, if those things look great together, even on the floor, or when we're pulling things at the showroom, if they look good together on, we'll usually load everything up onto this console in the design center conference room. If they look great together, they're going to look great on a shelf. Mm -hmm. No matter where you put them, they're going to look great together in the room. Yep. And that's a good, I think that's a good tip with, if
0: you're taking all of your existing things off the shelf Mm -hmm. and you look at them and your, your eye is panning and you're like pretty, 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 those are all kind of neutral. Then I have some greens and then I have turquoise and it like stops your eye. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, that was alarming. Take the turquoise out. Like if it doesn't make sense, like in the group, you know, take that out. Maybe there will be a spot to add that back in later. Mm -hmm. But like if your eye that's, I think that's a, a good tip in general when you're kind of surveying anything, be it like a group of all your accessories and a big puppy pile, or at the end of the day, you're looking at things and your eye like stops at something. If it's, al- if it's alarming, remove it, mm-hmm. edit it
1: out. Yeah. Great. I love that. Principle number two is blank spaces. We want when to leave the blank space because yeah. there's definitely in art leaving things sort of vacant or yeah. empty, and then other times where you want to fill things up, but you definitely don't want to fill up every white space. No. There's definitely a thing as overstyling. Sure. And I think that's probably been the decorating of a decade ago, right? Mm-hmm. Overstyling. So
0: well, you actually have no space to put down a drink yeah. and you have no space to like actually just like absorb the air a little bit. Everything is just so cluttered. Like a good example of this is like, if you have end tables, you know, after listening to this podcast, I hope you're starting to acquire end tables and lamps and like fill your space. Um, but there are some end tables that shouldn't have anything on it. Like Mm -hmm. little spot tables. I don't, I think that, I think those are better left empty and they can just like look at sculpture and be a spot to actually set something down on. I don't think every table, when every table starts to have something on it, like it feels super nervous. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, where am I going to put my drink? I have no, (laughs) I have no space and it's, it's nervous. And so like there's blank space, I think just within a room, like spots that need to be left empty and just like left for sculpture, right. As their own form. But then there's also spots like on your bookshelf and on your console. And if you're a maximalist and you collect, then this isn't gonna apply to you as much cause you're gonna fill it up, right? Mm-hmm. But in general, when we're styling, there's like having some blank space so that your eye can kind of graduate from heights, from a, you know, a small sculpture to the height of the book, standing down to the bookend and onto the frame. And um, your eye wants to have that graduation of stillness and then it kind of graduates its heights. I think that's something that we do quite often. Yeah. When we're styling bookshelves, we don't just like go blank and then go tall and then back to blank, you know, there's definitely a a pyramid of a, of a effect.
2: What about on like the other side of that coin? Like you talked about like maximalism. What about like maybe too much blank space? Like how do you best flirt that line?
1: Right. Like modern, modern homes, definitely more blank space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause they're more minimalist anyway. Yeah. And then you've got people that, yeah, are more. I think we have a client, Laura,
0: who we did a home for in DC. Yeah. A really darling brownstone. And she, again, this is like not her primary residence. It was a second residence and she's effortless and like minimal anyway, Mm -hmm. especially in a second residence. She didn't want to worry about a lot of things. And so it's about finding the right object. You don't have very many objects, but I remember just like on this one table, like all I had was like a really small bowl, but it looked like it, well, it was made of stone. And so therefore it feels like an artifact and it feels expensive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when like you just have one thing, make sure it's wonderful Mm -hmm. and it's authentic and it's material and it looks, it looks found. Like you got it from, you know, when you went to
1: Jordan and, you know, went on Mm -hmm. tour and or... I don't know. If you have too many things on the shelf, it looks like you're shopping at home goods. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's just too much. And um, it's hard to really absorb all of that. I think unless it's like, you went somewhere really special, like to the Orient, and you got all of these amazing, like little tiny soldiers, right? Made out of clay and their collection, and that you could line all of those up on a shelf with maybe um, a beautiful black and white picture from when you were there. And I think that would be a stunning, a stunning thing with a yeah. lot of things, but they're the same thing, yeah. you know, repeated. So, yeah, and they're placed in an organized way, yeah, too. Definitely.
0: So. And I like to see that. I like to see like similar colors and materials kind of grouped together. We talk about that a lot about like kind of consolidating your collections. Like if yeah. you have a collection of blue and white, don't have a piece here and then a piece way over there and then a piece over there. It's so much more impactful when you pull them all together. So maybe even do that yeah. while you're pulling all your stuff, editing, make groupings, you know, like this is like the puzzle, put all the yellows and the reds and the, you know, all those things. And then be like, what do I want to feel this season? Do I want it to be more neutral or am I going into the holidays? Do I want to pull some warm tones in? Yeah. You know, I think that that would be a good, I don't know, a good exercise, like in the editing process of just consolidating materials and consolidating your stories Mm -hmm. too. And your regions where you've, where you've been and they'll, they'll shine so much more beautifully.
1: Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, Principle number three, focal points. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to go ahead. I was going to say this
0: kind of goes back. If you're just styling a shelf back to like, you find the larger objects, what are the things that are going to be a little bit more, you know, grander in their scale to like focus on? And then you pyramid from there.
1: Right. Yeah. I think one of my most favorite tricks is to get a smaller piece of art that will fit in the height of the shelf. You know, let's say you have 16 inches between shelves. If you have a piece of art that's like 15 inches high and however wide, and you push that to the very back of the shelf, and just it just stands on its own or it leans. Yeah. Um, and then you can start to layer things in front of it. That creates a focal point because yeah. you've got a beautiful piece of art, maybe a landscape in the background. I think it's great. Even like favorite books, I've even pushed those to the very back of the shelf. Mm-hmm. And so you can see the cover of it. And then you can start to layer more books in front, just laying down horizontally. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But yeah. that back shelf gives your eye something to read to. Yeah. And you can layer in front of the back of, yeah. of the wall. And I think this also goes, like you mentioned, like how to apply it to the shelf, but also
0: like to a mantle. Mm-hmm. Like what is what is it that you're celebrating on that mantle? You know, that's kind of like a big ta-da, right? right. And like the vocal becomes that piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like on my, on my mantle, I have like this like really beautiful, it's this painting that was painted like on leather that we got in Austin of like the nativity, but I have it up all year round. Cause it's like in this like rad altar frame, mm-hmm. which gives it importance and that's my focal. And then everything is just kind of like talking to that, mm-hmm. not competing with it, but getting along with it. So it celebrates your focal point. Yeah. you know, So the art and the, you know, on the back of the shelves, what you have above your mantle, your lamp mm-hmm. on your end table, like that's probably the focal of that little moment. So try and like identify like what these focals are on all these surfaces. And then you're just supporting actresses and actors around that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Sue has white, a white pottery collection on her mantle. So it's easy for the painting to be the hero because that white serenity just, you know, gives back to mm-hmm. like the wall color and the white mantle and, or the white um, brick on the uh, fireplace and mm-hmm. It's just kind of um, a sculptural uh, sort of field of beautiful shapes. And then the thing in color is the painting. Yeah. Yeah. So so no one to hold them. <laughs>
0: I think when we, when we were like actually talking about this podcast, Jess, what do you want? Hopefully we can get the rights from Kenny Rogers, but what do we need to
2: have our opening song be? Yeah. yeah
1: no, no one to hold them. Is it the gambler? Yeah. yeah.
2: No yeah. <laughs> one no to fold them. Yeah.
1: No one no to, to walk away. Yeah. That's it. And
2: no one no to run. run. That's okay. it
0: that's the song for styling no, <laughs> yep it is um but to that point just so you guys know we like i saw these like rad little candlesticks i'm like i should refresh my mantle like i should i should mix it up because it's been like that for a second and i when i clean it i, I rearrange stuff but i bought like these like hand blown these like yellow ochre glass i'm like that might be pretty just to have like some some transparency and opulency like in the mix and i brought them home kids are in bed i'm like i'm gonna style i'm gonna style my mantle And I started messing with them. I put it there and I like switched it around. And anyway, they didn't make the cut. Like it, like, I'm like, it was actually better before. Like I need to put that. And I found another spot for them where like it was next to my crystal lamp. So those transparencies got along better than having just those two
2: mixed Mm -hmm. up with all
0: my pottery. So just know that like, even us, like when we do this for a living, Mm -hmm. we, we try things out and that's
1: good. Try things out. And it's, like It's no like going on a to, blind date. You yeah. don't know if it's going to be a fit. Yeah. And just because yeah. like, you, you don't know if you're going to have chemistry. Exactly. We don't know if those objects are going to have chemistry. Are you
0: going to swipe other? right? We don't know. We don't know who this guy is. It could be a turkey. I don't know. But a turkey. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I think, I think people, especially like if you're given something or like you, you put too much like value in it and be like, I have to make it work. It has to be there. But for some reason, like your eyeballs just like hated at the end of the day and you think your whole house
1: is crap, mm-hmm. but it's not, You just need to take away the candlesticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. They weren't right. But to Sue's point for a second, um, one thing that I figured out maybe like three or four years ago in styling, and I hadn't ever put words to this, and I finally figured out how to talk about it, is that if you're going to have a lot of solid things, I call them like that they look dry then you need to be able to put something transparent yeah. in. And that's, you know, that's kind of why we came out with the whole crystal collection is because, you know, we we have these beautiful crystal bookends that are like kind of like a half orb so and pretty. they look amazing, but they kind of bring a wetness to your styling or transparency and this clearness. And so you mm-hmm. kind of have this moment of mystery and mm-hmm. a different surface, a different mm-hmm finish, um, where you can see through the entire object. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like on, you know, every surface you've got to have solids, um, you know, dry moments, but yeah. then also, or maybe you have something that has a glossy finish, like yeah. with these beautiful burled boxes that are, have a high gloss finish. Those are going to give you a sort of that wetness, that, yeah. that different quality or that different finish to the, to all of the dry books yeah. that maybe you're putting on there. So sometimes you just need that, um, opposite texture to really make the whole thing sing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Would you say the same thing with like the color palette as well? If you have like, you know, um, maybe stuff that's more in the neutral realm. Like you need to add color to it or sometimes, or
1: maybe contrast. Yeah. Maybe you need yeah. something black or dark to sort of ground it. Mm-hmm. It definitely depends on the person. Like we're working in this house right now in Dallas and there it's a modern home. And um, we've, you know, we've specified all the finishes. We had a white kitchen and then a white Oak pantry. And next thing you know, like we see pictures and the whole pantry's white. And I'm like, what happened? Everything was labeled. All the construction documents were there. The schedules were there. It says white Oak that we rendered it in white Oak. And they were just like, Oh, we just thought it'd be nice to do it in white. And this has been like the job the whole time. It's like we did his office in like a more beautiful, masculine, medium tone. And it's white. He wanted his office white. And same thing with the media room where you're going to watch TV. We had this beautiful, darker stain so that the TV would kind of disappear into the wood um, Because the TV's black, they didn't want to leave it unstained. So it's just like this blonde white oak with a black TV on it, which is totally fine. But, you know, as they get building, they're just craving this really light, bright Scandinavian look. And anything that has any bit of darkness, mm-hmm. he's just like, I hate black. I would never wear a pair of black dress shoes. Mm. And I'm like, interesting, because it always it comes back to fashion and what they wear. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes what they're comfortable with and there's just like very little contrast in that home. So in a lot of people's bookcases, we would say we need to bring in some contrast in theirs. No, no, no chance. We could maybe bring in that crystal bookend because it's clear
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the a lot dark of light No, no bueno. they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't be for that. So it's all very, this is all very specific. And so we're just trying to give you principles, but then you need to apply um, sort of your taste level and also um, the feeling that you want in your home And your collections, because if you live long enough, you know, then you have, Mm -hmm. you have more stuff than you could probably display. And so the editing, like don't feel like you have to display it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have a rotation. Yeah. Have a closet. Yeah. Have a closet.
0: (laughs) Do you have a closet? Um, I have it down in a storage room. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. A lot of like accessories. You're like, they don't have a place Mm -hmm. yet, but they may at some point. I have like boxes of them.
0: And I'm just like, I don't have the room for it. Maybe I'll have a room someday for that. But right now it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I'm like not ready to part with it. Cause I'm like, I still love you. But You're going to yeah. go in a box for a little bit.
1: Totally. Yeah.
2: I think, I mean, styling, I'm not obviously an expert at it, but for me, it's a process. It's not like a, we're moving into our home and it's going to be, You know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's like kind of. It's a. You know, it's collections. It's it's Mm -hmm. over time. It's as your tastes change, things are different and rotated out. Right? Would you guys say?
1: Mm Yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely.
2: So it's. I mean, it's not something that like needs to get done this weekend. Mm -hmm. But there's like like
1: right now, I can feel inside my body that like in my home office, mm-hmm. I'm, we're getting ready to move into a new building. And um, I know in my new building that we've got, I've got bookshelves there and I just cannot wait to take apart Touching. my home office and get rid of half the stuff so mm-hmm. I can bring it to the other office and just share the wealth of the stuff I have, Yeah, you know, and just have a more edited situation in both spaces. Cause I'm just gonna have a GoPro on your, on your head and <laughs> you should like <laughs> why you edit this
0: and we should put that on the show notes.
1: (laughs) Nobody would want to see that because again, it's like back to the standing back with your head crooked sideways and your arms crossed and just sort of staring at it. And then the back and forth, back and forth. Sue, you were styling yesterday and the designer was like,
0: no, I was just like, you know, remember like those aerobic classes with the stepper? Like Uh that's what I was doing because like it was on the top shelf and we had like had already done, like there were two towers and a TV in the center with that top shelf. And that last, that top shelf was the last thing we were styling. And it, oh, it's always it the bridges, hardest guys.
1: It bridges across the TV span. Yeah. right? Yeah. Just so you guys know,
0: like the last shelf is the hardest. Like you kind of get things placed and you're shifting things and you have like one more, like really important spot. Hit the important spot first. I will say that. Good. Do the important that's spot first and then like do the accessory towers, like your built-ins mm-hmm. afterward, because you're going to steal <laughs> from the towers anyway. Cause you should have put, you should have started with that one in the first place.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but
0: but she was laughing because I was just like, I was like stepping onto the stool, putting something there, stepping back, holding my arms, head cocked, then go back, switch up a couple things, grab another book, do this, da da da, until we finally got. It. And I would be like, what do you think? And she's just like, I think it's good. I'd still go down and look at it. Like, you just have to kind of trust your eye. Mm-hmm. And, you, and it is, it's an aerobic high fitness, like up, down, up, down, yeah. workout but it's worth it and like to just get it right. So you don't mm-hmm. have to climb on that ladder
1: again for a little bit. One of the, one of the designers watching Sue do this and she said, Sue, you're taking a lot of steps today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, It's an it's active, important. it's an active
0: movement. The styling I is, yeah. I have a quote though. Um, Corey, you mentioned that it takes time. This is something I think that even when we finish a home and I feel like I'm, am I going out of the no, order right. of everything? No, that's Yeah. When you're doing your home, don't think it's all supposed to be done at one sweep. You know, like you're moving it to this house. It's clean. We style everything. Um, It should evolve. And I was reading all these quotes from Iris. This is another one from Iris Apfel. And it says, and this is pertaining, obviously, she's a fashion icon and she's so individual. She has such her own style. She could give a, you know, F of what anyone thinks, right? But she says, fashion you can buy, but style you possess. The key to style is learning who you are, which takes years There's no how to roadmap to style. It's about self-expression and above all attitude. And I love that because give yourself a break. This is going to take years to identify your style if you haven't already, Mm -hmm. you know, and be okay that it's going to evolve and it should change. You don't want to wear the same thing you wore like 10 years ago, you know, when you were 25, like you change, like our wardrobe changes, our homes will change, like our experiences grow and like get more interesting. Therefore our home should also like be a reflection of that. Like it should become more interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. anyway, I just love that. Thank you, Iris, for all of your wisdom. Okay, that's great. Okay, we're on to number four: shelf styling. So we were just talking about <laughs> that with at our client's Check. house yesterday. Um, to and and I think the point we wanted to make here was: don't just fill them in. You know, don't just fill the shelves with books. Yeah. I mean, there's an art to laying books in. You can. I love the horizontal um, look. Mm-hmm. In fact, here's a good um, homework assignment for you guys. We were just watching yesterday in our design center. Um, Nate Berkus AD and um, Jeremiah, Brandt. Jeremiah Brandt just came out with um, the reveal of their house. Can we get so an applause? Yeah. Applause, so everyone. Rad. Yeah. So watch it in beautiful. slow motion, <laughs> it's y'all. So, good. <laughs> so you can watch it on AD um, online, and it's probably like a 15 minute video. Definitely worth watching, but. If you guys watch when they're um, standing in front of their built-ins, they're like in a family room with a fireplace and built-ins behind them. If you look at the way they style them, it's the most effortless thing. And it's a lot of books and a lot of them are stacked horizontally um, on top of each other, like a ladder, right? Without any um, sort of side supports are just stacked that way. Mm -hmm. And then, and then there's a few, there's some vertical spots too. Some are leaning, some are not, Mm -hmm. there's an object here and there, but it just does. It looks like, it looks Use like a, it. a guy styled it. Yeah. And, and that it was, and that it's usable.
0: Yeah. And I love that. It's interesting on that top shelf that I was working on yesterday, mm-hmm. I put some vertically, but like I had too many of them and then it started getting, I like stepped down. I told the other designer, I'm like, it's nervous. Like it's making me like my eye nervous because there's just too many things. And then there's like one that doesn't like, isn't the same color as the other ones. And I'm like that, I'm like, it's got to change. So step back up. And like, just know, I think with that horizontal styling that Jess is talking about, there's like a a weight and a balance that it brings to a shelf. It obviously Mm -hmm. like gives you a larger span of length and then you stack books and you maybe put one thing on top of it. But, um, it, yeah, it's, it's super interesting for sure. Stare at that whole, at that whole situation.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think collections are a really great place. Um, to put in bookshelves, mm, yeah. you know, they, they're they not as good, I feel like, on tabletop mm-hmm. because they're so precious usually, you know, depending on what it is that you grabbed. I don't know. Maybe if it's something that's a little more hearty that you grabbed in your travels, it could definitely go on a coffee table and could get handled by the kids in your family and the people mm-hmm. that come over and whatnot. But I think bookshelves are a really good place for collections. And one thing that we were talking about before we started recording was on those
0: towers, those shelves we did yesterday. Mm -hmm. She is like probably in her like fifties, you know, she's, she's been, she's lived a life and she has, she loves her people. She loves all of her people. And she like, she just had a grandbaby or her daughter just had a granddaughter that was long awaited. So this is just like this child, like they wanted to have kids forever. They finally got their little dot. That's what they named her. And so like, she just loves people. And so it made sense that at eye level, we put several frames so that she can fill those with pictures. Mm -hmm. I think of that generation too. And if you love seeing pictures, Mm -hmm. um, print them out and do a collection of beautiful frames and like create a story. And I think, I think if that makes sense for you, like on, on obviously Nate Berkus and Jeremiah Brent's, it told their story. That was very Mm -hmm. applicable to them. If you are a lover of people and you want to see all your families, this is a great spot. People always ask us like, how do I display my family pictures? that this is my favorite way to do it is like in the, the candid moments in a, in beautiful collection of frames mm-hmm. that you you know, your family can like pass by when they come to visit and they'd be like, Oh my gosh, she was so little kind of like yeah. the gallery wall in your parents' home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but use frames too on your, on your sh- shelf styling. If that feels authentic to you. Yeah. And make them large enough. People get too small of frames too. Totally. So I think on all these things, fewer things, better scale, more precious materials is like the name of the game. I think with styling yeah, and object collecting.
1: Love it. That's great. Um, we are going to wrap up this and then we're going to hit um, numbers five through 10 in next numbers time. in our next, <laughs> yeah. In our next um, styling session. No, not styling session. What are we calling this? That we have so
0: much to say that we have to make two episodes out of this styling yes. nonsense. Yeah. Our 10 so, principles
1: of styling. We're going to yeah. give you five through 10 in, um, in our next podcast. Yep. Yeah. So we will catch you next time. And um, happy styling, guys, mm-hmm. as you try out some of these principles. I'm excited for you to sort of relook at what you've got and um, get it out there. Make it look good. We'll catch you next time.